Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Here's another kind of a listener question episode about the episode I had a while back with the negativity and accountability. And I just got a number of responses to that right away and then got a few more. And I thought, well, I just need to maybe just deal with that. So thanks, sponsors. Not the ones that I'm calling out for negativity and accountability. I appreciate the sponsors. Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, CompC.com, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Huggins and Scott, Auctions, Heritage Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. I had the content conversation back at Kyle's show. The very first question, I think, was this negativity and accountability. Okay, and then I started getting feedback through different things. I guess people now know how to find me through YouTube or email or through Rich Klein or something. So just send me your stuff. i trying to dodge anything. This was something that you have to realize in these content conversations with my format of trying to restrict to 15 minutes. We can't cover every single thing about negativity and accountability, but there are negatives in the hobby, but mostly positives. So let me dig in here. So first comment from DC Irish. I believe that was through YouTube. It said thanks for the conversation, but he had some complaint against Panini with no live customer support, trying months to, to get through. Um, what is your position and what responsibility Panini has in this regard? What credibility does Panini have in this space? Panini is a large company. I would say name calling probably doesn't do much good. They don't like getting negative reviews, but I don't think they're a small company. They're allowed to occasionally make a mistake, but they understand their brand means something. And if they get enough negative reviews, it's very negative to the value of their company and their profits. So they are going to act like capitalists. And if you're in it for the long term, which they have, again, I don't regard, they don't have to be accountable into how many cases they're making, but if they say they're going to do something, they should do it. And if they don't, they should be called out on it. So I have no problem with that, but don't impart a motive to them they have been making really good money. They don't need to squeeze somebody or cheat somebody. They're legally doing well. Number two from, I'm not even going to mention this is, here's a fun fact that James Beckett equals 33 in Gematria, which I think is this numerology thing. And then he mentions something about like 33, then that's the 33rd degree Mason. Oh man, I'm just going to mention this. I don't believe in that stuff. I do have a PhD in statistics. And so the numerology stuff, there's some pretty big holes in that. If you take that to the bank, then it's not smart. It's very clever how that's been done. And at some point, I guess I could show you why that's misleading. You can get a result that you want to get a result. So don't look into it. Just don't go there. Again, I'm being negative about that, but I don't believe in that stuff. I think it's misled some people, many people. Next one from, I'm not going to mention the names on these, I guess now, but this guy just says we need to deal with it. There's too many scammers and idiots around. He says the bigger they seem, the bigger the scammer. And don't agree. That's a generalization. In some cases, scammer, a pump and dump thing that we talk about, nobody's ever doing that with one thing. And so if to be a bigger scammer, you've got to appear to be bigger and have a great presence so that you would be trustworthy in the fact that you've got a lot of followers or presence. You just have to take everything with a grain of salt and don't be scammed. Okay. And then the next one is that only people who lie eight questions. So if you don't live in fear of being asked a question that's going to trap you in a lie, then you should just answer the question. But just turn on the news and you'll see all kinds of politicians dodging the question. If you've got tough questions, send them in to me. I'll try to deal with it. The negativity 
is uh, problematic because it's a hobby where you can be semi-anonymous or you can change your uh, online identity. But when you're there, if you ask a lot of questions, people uh, sometimes will reveal where that person's coming from. So don't be afraid to, to ask questions. That includes me. Okay, let's see. This guy is talking about a group sub situation where it said they're stealing money. Stealing is probably what, in a sense, happened, but I don't believe they set out to steal money. I don't think people that are taking money and holding money, I guess there's a Bernie Madoff situation where there's a pyramid thing, but again, just don't get ahead of yourself. If you don't know this person, I'm sure Bernie Madoff had great references and you test him with a little bit of money and he doubled that and then you give him a little bit more and then you're holding the bag. I think if you diversify, that's good. And frankly, I'm hoping that with this new opening up of grading back, there's going to be a lot more competition, ability to send your own stuff in as well as work with different ones. Cards are valuable. If you send your cards to somebody to get them to send in, they're liable to get stuck. So be careful. And then obviously, in many cases, the motivation was to be able to send it into the group sub, get a better grade than you otherwise would have gotten on your own sense, maybe and then be able to flip the card for a lot more. So you have a profit motive. Everybody's got a profit motive. Like I said, there's so many ways to make money legally. I wish people would just stay on the right side of the street. Okay, here's one that just is saying, again, another aspect of this. He says, for all the negative content, there's 10 buy it now kinds of recommendation episodes. Even though people have been losing money on certain things because it's a mixed market and some cards have gone down, um, Again, no, no one can predict the future. So don't act surprised when somebody that's made 10 correct calls in a row, the 11th one, I won't say it has a 50-50 chance, but there's there are no sure things in, in this industry. And if somebody's telling you these are the five cards that are going up, it's in many cases, these are the five cards that have gone up. They can't know if they will go up. Too many things will happen. Now, it's a educated guess. I'm not saying they're flipping a coin and they can justify based on what they think is going on on the field or in the court. But again, you need to be forward. But if somebody's telling you what to buy, even if they're justifying it, I'm saying that no one has a crystal ball. When you see that the gamblers, the people involved in gambling that make the most money, I think, are the bookies because they spread it out to where they're going to make it, or half people, or you know, half the money is going to go out, and so they're going to they're going to be left with their five or ten. Another one. This is attacking me. Says I've had some people on my podcast that he doesn't think are have let's just say have any integrity, but it's, I don't want you looking through 800 episodes to figure out who that might be. But there's just levels of integrity, and there's people. Some people are trying to make a name for themselves by being out there and rubbing people the wrong way. Like I said, I think there's hyperbole, there's exaggeration, and then there's lying and intentionally deceiving people. I'm not in favor of people deceiving people. Many of these people that we're talking about believe they drink their own Kool-Aid. Like I said, they don't necessarily pump and dump. They're pumping it and keeping it in many respects. They're not dumping it all because they're really believing it. Okay, let's see. This one, more lighthearted. People take the hobby way too seriously. Just collect what's special, have fun, and limit your time on social media, then you're good to go. Again, not everybody can do that. I think it's a pretty, not OCD, but it's a, there's a lot of compulsivity in our hobby of people wanting to complete sets and complete their rainbows and have a, a flexing PC that they can brag about. And so there is a tendency to take it a little more seriously. Again, if you're taking it a little bit more seriously and you're not betting the farm, that's different. If I got scammed on something, my deals, my eBay lots are pretty much under a hundred bucks. If I get scammed, I'm ticked off. 
but it's not going to affect me unless it happens a whole lot of times. And again, it feels terrible, but if you're doing really big deals, you better know who you're dealing with and have some safeguards in there. Let's see. This comment is hard to be positive and be the positivity when people are losing money. Again, I've said this, and there's all these fractional. If enjoying the hobby requires a 25% increase in value every year, that's not fair because nothing can do that. Nothing can guarantee that. It's just not going to happen. And so if you buy, whether you're buying the actual item or a fractional, whether you're buying a cheaper item or a more expensive item, it is not guaranteed to go up regardless of how blue chip it is. And so the positivity you need to have is I'm really enjoying having this stuff. And when you invite a friend over, if you had a card that was worth $10,000 and the value on the most recent comps fell down to $5,000 and a friend came over that's not as much in the hobby as you are, and it's a really cool looking, say it's a Luca thing for in Dallas here. Is anybody say, oh man, I heard that dropped in half. Nobody's going to say that. It's only worth 5000 No, it's just enjoy what you have. And if you require it to go up in value in order to enjoy it, then you're more of an investor than a collector. Another one, let's see, the Illuminati of the hobby. The guys think they're the royalty and the rest of us are peasants. I'm not sure he's saying I'm a peasant. I don't think I'm an Illuminati, but I do think I see some things. We didn't elect these guys. This guy's been in the hobby for, he says, 40 years. So he remembers way back when, and not a bad thing, but um, <laughs> one of his cuts is he said, what about Beckett with their rigged price guide? I'm thinking, well, I don't know what he's talking about, a rigged price guide, but if it was going to be a rigged price guide, I sure had a lot of people on my payroll that were going through the motions to, it, it doesn't It doesn't take very many employees to rig a price guide. In fact, it doesn't take any employees. You just put the prices down. But we had 18 guys, very visible, 17 and one gal, traveling the country, three or four out every weekend, plus dozens of people on the phone and surveys and all that. So the rigged price guide, people can say what they can want to say, but... And then lastly, this one I thought was good. It's just, it just looks like the good old boy network is starting to shake with fear. What good old boy network are you talking about? Is it the baby boomers, the people that are plus or minus my age? We're not starting to shake with fear. We're really happy that things have gone up amazingly in our lifetime. So there's no fear there. It's everybody's going to die and your cards are going to get in the hands of somebody else. And if you have a widow or a widower or whatever, a situation like that, your cards are worth a lot more than what you paid for them. So that good old boy network of baby boomers is not shaking with fear. Is it the good old boy network of the 40-somethings, the new, uh, the 40s and 50s, the new generation that's in their prime, that's really making things happen? I don't know. I think they're working it. Is it the good young boy network of late teens, 20-somethings, early 30s? They're bringing a lot of energy. If they're afraid, then I don't think they are afraid. I think they're seeing opportunity. If you're really into it, you can see that really knowing the market and working through the negativity and doing it with accountable type trading and selling partners, then there's still ample opportunity to do really well in this industry. So again, don't look for a hobby that has no negativity in it because it'll be boring. And accountability is not a synonym for regulation. Regulation seems impersonal and makes everybody go through hoops. The accountability is dealing with people that you know and trust and build that trust up and do it at the National. I already have some trust, but I love being at the National. I love being at card shows and I love doing the podcast. So thanks everybody. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Have a great time.